Hi, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks for how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Also take a look at our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more info around how you can make your business better. But for now, here's today's episode. Hi, and welcome to episode 142, how to buy back your time. So today's episode, we're going to touch on the topic of time and how you can free up some more time in your business for basically other more important things. So there's plenty of ways you can do this, and we'll just touch on a few. But a lot of time gets wasted away by bad habits creeping into your business and your day-to-day schedule. So the key thing here is to identify these and look to change them to free that time up. Right, so speaking of time, without further ado, let's get into it. So the first one is tasks. One of the things that I struggle with sometimes is I've got this list of tasks and I try and fill my day to try and complete as many of those as I can. But that's not always realistic. And so what I find is that my time and during the day gets filled up with all of these tasks. And I sometimes go over what I would call my sort of scheduled work hours. So I think the key thing with time is uh, with tasks is to accept that you can, you can't always complete all of your tasks every day. You need to plan these realistically and stick to that. So that's the key thing, stick to that. So if you've got four tasks and you've realistically planned them, you know, that might take six hours or, or whatever you've planned, stick to that. And if you don't finish them, roll it over to the next day, because that is the key thing about setting an end time with your tasks. So the second one I want to talk about is get it done, not perfect. And I've mentioned this a couple of times in episodes previously. A lot of what we do, if we're a bit on the perfectionist side of things, we try and get everything done perfectly the reality is you might notice it but a lot of people won't notice what's not perfect about what you're doing so figure out those tasks work out which ones you can do to get them done and not perfect because the thing is you can always come back to them later on and perfect them but if you get them done get them rolled out and just get things live and get that task completed, you're much more likely to save yourself some time at the end of the day. Then you can reconfigure that, revisit it later on a few months down the track. And if it's if it's working like it is, maybe don't even touch it. I've seen some of the worst website designs perform the best. Just for whatever reason, people have sort of liked a certain layout of a website design and you sort of look at it and you go, oh, it's horrible. But what the person did was they got it done. They didn't get it perfect, um, but it worked. So you just never know. Perfect doesn't mean that it's always going to perform the best. Okay, so number three, look at some of the tasks that can be done by others and look to outsource these. Okay, so that's like getting a freelancer or a contractor to come in and do some of that stuff. Us as entrepreneurs, as solopreneurs, we like to do pretty much everything ourselves, be the jack of all trades. But sometimes that's not the best approach. There are certain tasks which you are far better off having someone do for you who's probably more efficient at it than you are, and so they're going to get it done quicker, 
or they know how to do that task better than you do. They've got more skills and experience than you do. And so those are the tasks that you shouldn't be doing. So it's about analyzing your task list and working out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and look to farm out those ones which you would consider your weaknesses. And the key thing with this one is to remember that sometimes freedom costs you money. So yes, you're going to have to pay the contractor or the freelancer to do that work for you, but that's buying you time. Okay, number four is timing. Look at when you start and stop work. You know, are you able to start work, say, 30 minutes earlier each day? You know, because what you'll find, if, particularly if you're a very efficient morning person, is that you'll actually find that that will free up more time exponentially later in the day. So if you can do half an hour more solid work first thing in the morning, you will probably find that will save you an hour later in the day because as you as the day goes on and your tasks go on, you will start to slow down and things start to drag. So by being efficient earlier in the morning, that can save you a bit of time later in the afternoon. Now, this... Uh, I guess a side note for this is obviously if you're not a morning person and you're an evening person, you can just flip this because it will mean that you're probably going to be doing your um, non-work stuff in the morning and you might start work later in the afternoon and go into the evening. So it might just mean that you want to start work still a little bit earlier or just push a wee bit later. And what you'll find is that that just buys you more time during the day. So it's just however you best work is how you can work that timing thing. Right, so number five, emails off for focus periods. So set up your day around a couple of focus periods, and that would be sort of hour-long periods. Um, I wouldn't do much more than that in each of those two or three, whatever you want to do for yourself. But set up those periods where it's an hour long and it's a focus period. So you turn off your emails, you turn off your phone, mute it, do all the rest of the things you need to do to buy yourself some quiet focus time so if you do those focus periods then you're less likely to be wasting time by jumping to and throw from different tasks as in emails and and messages on your phone and things like that because each time you jump from a task one task to another and doing 15 tasks in an hour is not efficient because it costs you little micro um, seconds of time every time you do this so that's just wasted time. Every time you swap a task is is time that's being burnt up. So stick to tasks singularly in, in, um, in one block as a focus period and then move on to the next task. And turning emails off will help you do that. Okay, number six, look at areas that take up most of your time and analyze how to change these. So for example, if you've got, say, like an e-commerce store and you're just starting out, and you you know, it might be a product that you've developed yourself and, you you know, you've got a garage full of this product and you physically pick and pack the goods yourself, there's going to become a time where your time is better off spent building your e-commerce store and not putting products into boxes and putting labels on them. So that would be a prime example of where you could move that particular part of your business onto a fulfillment company, send all the products direct from your manufacturer to them, they will store them, they receive your orders, and you can set this all up automated. So automatically from your e-commerce store, it sends the order straight to the fulfillment company, 
They have all the details. They pick and pack it for you, send it out to the customer. You don't even touch it. So straight away, you've saved yourself a massive amount of time in that particular example. But there's heaps, obviously, of examples where you can look into your daily business and go, right, well, what can I do that I don't need to be doing because it's taking up too much of my time? And how can I farm that out? Okay, number seven, distractions. <laughs> this is a good one, particularly if you're working from home. Okay, so distractions happen when you haven't set up your work environment uh, correctly. And what I mean by your work environment is not just necessarily where you sit in your house. It's how you've set up your daily routine with your family. It's how you've set up um, things like the... Uh, where your office location is to your door doorbell. You know, you don't want to have interruptions from the courier coming in and you then having to go out and grab the package that the person's doing. So it's all about working out that whole home environment and actually with your family, kind of setting some rules around that. So if you've got what we talked about before, those focus times, make sure that they're aware of when those are. And it might mean that you've you've got a door that gets locked in your office so you lock your office door when you're working through those focus times and maybe put a note on the outside of the door saying you know this is my focus time but communicate that with your family so you won't get frustrated when you've set up the system that you then get interrupted by your family or friends or whatever so um, communicate that set some rules in place and that will help you avoid those distractions Okay, and the eighth one is use technology. Okay, so there's so many time-saving apps out there for repetitive tasks these days. So an example of this is, you know, we use Missing Letter, which is a scheduling software for social media. So that schedules all of our posts. We set it up at the beginning with a post and it sort of goes through whatever period, a 12-month period of placing down various social media posts over over a certain period and and pretty much um you don't have to touch it so we've paid for that that bit of software and it pretty much schedules all of our um all of our social media posts for us so we don't have to worry about doing that every week so yeah there's a wee bit of stuff to set up in the beginning but long term it saves us a heap of time so get over the fact that software like this costs money yeah, it does, but the the flip side and the benefit of it is it's a very small amount. If you're paying 15 bucks a month for a bit of software, I'd do that every day in and out because it's saving you so much more than that $15 a month. So look at what you do on a daily basis and look at where you can use technology and apps to take over those repetitive tasks. And that's the one that technology is great for, is that repetitive task. Um, if you can use that technology to, to take that away from you, then you're on a winning situation. So the key thing, so these, these are eight sort of, I guess, tips for this, how to buy back some of your time. The key thing with this is the ones I've gone through today, uh, you know, they're probably eight of 80. You know, there's heaps of ways you can look at saving time in your business but you've got to examine your business and what you do because each business is different and each person is different so you've got to spend a wee bit of time analyzing what you do and how that um, all works out and where the opportunities are within that 
So by following these eight tips, you'll be able to assess where you can save time in your day. But remember to stick to any new plans. So, you know, you can put a plan in place, but if you don't stick to it, it's no point in doing it. So stick to it and always run this time-saving process every six months to fine-tune it and keep you on track because there's two reasons for that. One, we do have a tendency to drift back in and let those bad habits creep back into our business. And two, your business is always changing. So what was working for you six months ago may not be working now or your business might have changed or the technology might have changed. There might be new opportunities of new apps and things that you can buy to save you certain things that weren't available six months ago. So it's always good to sort of set up a schedule every six months so you know that you're going to reassess this time-saving technique. Um, and that will just help you keep on track with it and keep it fresh. Okay, so we've got over 300 articles on our website, emilyandblair.com, all about how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Have a look on there because there's heaps more tips. Um, if you're looking for a website to buy, we recommend flipper.com um, because it's one of the world's biggest marketplaces. Uh, and there's a link to that in the show notes. If you're stuck with anything online, setting up your business, or you want to talk about some tips, some more tips about how you can save time in your specific business, um, I can help you. We've got a free consultation, 30-minute consultation um, over the phone where I can talk you through and listen to what your um, business problems are and provide some solutions. So you can jump onto our website, emilyandblair.com, and there's a scheduling appointment um, option in there, and you can set up a time to have a chat with me. Okay, that's all we've got time for in episode 142, how to buy back your time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Elevating Business. Make sure to check out our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more tips and tricks for how you can grow and make your business more successful.